Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. We are, for the most part, a reactionary society. If your neighbor has a break-in, you think about getting an alarm. If your buddy gets laid off, you say, I better buckle down at work. If banks start closing, you may want to ask yourself if you should keep most or all of your money in a bank. It may be time for a portfolio protection plan. It may be time to have a little personal gold reserve. Go to www.oxfordgoldgroup.com to learn more. Three. Two. One. And now, you're tuned in to the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And today we have special guest co-host, uh, singer-songwriter, uh, Michelle Christensen. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us here on the Navarro Miller Report. Thanks for having me. Super I'm excited. Sure, I'm sure that after this, you'll probably be like, I want out now. Just get me away <laughs> from these guys. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll be gentle. It's all right. You know what? Well, I have a bartender on hand. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. There you go. I wish I had one over here. Trust me. But anyways, wanted to welcome everybody to uh, fr- it's Friday, y'all. It's the weekend. I mean, Woo. you got your bartender ready to go right there already, Michelle. So you're good to go. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be. Uh, we've had an incredible week. We have a lot of stuff uh, to cover to end today's episode. But Jeremy, you have your usual crazy offlandish stories, including one having to do with. Uh, a phony Nintendo rumor? Yes. Uh, apparently, there was a large rumor started this morning on a website called Hard Drive. And Hard Drive is a Onion-esque satirical news site. So very much like The Onion, they post satirical stories to try and poke fun at people's gullibility and, you know, people's willingness to believe anything, you know, that's written out there. And they released a story this morning that blew up, stating that because Saudi Arabia has now purchased 3% of Nintendo, that is actually true, apparently. Mm-hmm. They're banning women drivers in all Nintendo Mario Kart games. Nice. And this story <laughs> took off. I mean, it was one of the first things that popped up on my newsfeed. It's been one of the most Googled news stories all day. And it... For me, it just speaks to how desperate people are to try and believe something negative. You know, it's I mean, we just saw this with Joe Rogan this last week. He went off on a on a totally fake news story on his show. Him and his producer didn't even bother fact checking it. They literally got caught on the show going, wait a minute. Why can't we find this? This can't be fake. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because they were so desperate to believe something negative about people they don't like and already have prejudice about. Mm-hmm. You know, it was he was like, oh, this is too juicy. This is too perfect. This is my chance to slam them. And then he actually said on air, wait a minute, this can't be fake. It's too good. It's like, what? <laughs> He's like grasping for straws. He's like, please don't let this be fake. Please, God, don't let this be fake. It took five seconds to fact check it and find out that it was completely false. And he didn't bother because well, people I mean, are so desperate for any, Joe to believe defense, anything negative. I mean, Jeremy, That's- in Joe Rogan's defense, he's not a real journalist. I mean, <laughs> journal, real journalists fact check. I mean, they, they actually, I mean, the good ones, that is, you know, <laughs> I was going to say in the old days they did. I'm not, again, I'm not criticizing him for not fact checking it. It's it's not I mean, it's his people's job, not his, but it just speaks to that willingness. I mean, I'm, and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. People, you know, on the left do it. People on the right do it. People in the middle do it. I mean, I've I've done it, I you know, people, when I've seen a story. People just want to see like there's energy. You can go positive or negative. And people think it's easier to look at the negative. When realistically, it takes just as much energy to look at the positive. And the more you're putting Absolutely. out there that's negative. That's what you're going to get back. 
So it's like you look for the positive, the positive, positive is going to come back. And that's what's mm -hmm. sad. So when people are wanting to support that, I'm like, ooh, go do it. You can take all the negativity. So what about what about when you're positively negative, like, <laughs> oh, like you, exactly like me, you know, like, I mean, not positively negative. So, <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I want to, I want to get Michelle's take on this because what this also brought to mind, this news story for me, I understand why the onion and these other satirical news sites do it. I understand they're trying to lampoon and point out the ridiculousness of it. Um, but is it a good thing at this point in time when we're already dealing with so much misinformation? Doesn't it really just, even if it's satirical, even if it's supposed to be making a point, doesn't that just erode our trust in in what we're reading and what we're yeah. finding? I mean, e I mean, we already have that so much right now, even though their intentions may be good, I, I, I think it's a problem. It's what do you all think, about, Michelle? like we were just saying earlier, attention is attention. Good attention is attention. Bad attention is attention. So a lot of times people are just trying to get their their voices heard and people are drawn to negativity more than positivity. And that's that's just the sad part about it. I don't agree that I don't think people should do that. I think if anything, people have to twist it around and turn it and be the, the positive spokesman like, hey, like, hey, check this out. This is funny. But look how like you know, put in a positive twist rather than that negative twist. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's how I, I agree it. completely too. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, I hate, uh, you know, being uh, co or another host to the Navarro Miller Report because of Jeremy, but I love the fact that I'm here. You know, well, that's being I was going to say the same thing. I just didn't want to say that out yeah. loud. It's okay. I'm used <laughs> to it. I'm kidding. <laughs> Eddie, uh, well, that's... it's okay we we gang up on him sometimes too it's my turn okay, okay. Yeah, see exactly. i'm good i'm good either i'm like the nice mediator she's sweeten right now she's <laughs> she's trying to stay neutral as neutral as she can be so i'm sorry sweet switzerland i was gonna say sweden i was gonna say oh, sweden geez. just gave up their neutrality <laughs> after I was like, five years i'm now concerned for both of you <laughs> hey, hey I, i'm a i'm a i'm a journalist not a geographical guy all right give me a break here so i mean well that's a that's actually a very interesting uh fact the fact of the matter the people are will believe damn near anything that mm -hmm. as long as it's juicy especially people like joe rogan that apparently need something juicy to to make their show but the problem here is is that as juicy as it was it kind of well i mean i don't think it's going to ruin him at all uh but his credibility is a little in question with that especially if he decided to go ahead and put a story out there and didn't even have the true facts behind it that's something that people are going to be like, okay, so that's whatever gonna... you put, whatever you put out there, it's behind your name. That's going to be exactly. behind his name forever. When you look him up, it's going to pop right up, right under him. It's not going to any of the other things right now. You look it up, that's what's going to pop up. Exactly. So you got to exactly. think about what you want behind your name. Exactly. I completely agree. I uh, wanted to welcome people on the stream right now. If you have, uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, chime in on some of the stuff that we're talking about, feel free to. I will go ahead and read it off. If you have any questions for our uh, special guest co-host here, Michelle Christensen, uh, feel free to put it up there. In other news, Jeremy, you still have more. This The world is just full of crazy people. But in this particular case, <laughs> um, you know, in this particular case, we have a senior prank that had some major consequences. You started telling me about this, but I before the show started, but what exactly happened? Well, it's uh, at a high school in Texas, and it was just supposed to be a very innocent senior prank um, that unfortunately devolved very quickly. Apparently, some of the students got permission to plaster the hallways and every classroom with post-it notes. Every wall, yeah. every surface, every... I was like, that's, that's pretty a lot cute. Of work. It's, it's, that's a lot of work. Funny. Oh, it is. <laughs> but a it's a decent cleanup. senior prank. It's it's well, kind of creative. And um, they actually had a uh, school official, administrator, go and observe so that nothing was going wrong because it was after school hours. They couldn't have the kids running around in the hallways and stuff. And apparently just more kids kept showing up, more kids, and it just devolved. A small section of the students began vandalizing. Smoke bombs were set off in multiple areas. Oh, man. Um, 
they, they ruined it. Fur- they ruined it. They trashed furniture. They and it was all live streamed and videotaped, basically. So they have the proof as well. So all of the kids who did this are now going to be facing criminal charges as well as being responsible for the monetary damages. All of them? Uh, the, I don't know. They have the ones on camera. So I was about to say I, because they they legally, can't all they the, would, like I'm sorry I'm sorry to cut you off I, I wouldn't no, I wouldn't think that the the entire senior class would get penalized for what a small group did in my opinion. Well, legally, there's no grounds you can't penalize the whole senior class. Um, but I'm sure everybody a, that they have on camera. I mean, but, uh, they, yeah, exactly. It's video. Everybody. Whoever actually probably recorded it is probably going to be punished. I mean, and this mm-hmm. is from my perspective. Because they were able to stop it or to leave it, instead they chose to record it exactly. for their own, you know. So they're they're participating in it, even though they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. They're doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's absolutely, and they're legally speaking, there's probably some mm-hmm. charges there that they could face. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's just sad that it devolves into something like that. I mean, we, my school, our we took a lot of pride in our senior pranks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you my senior prank, my class, I helped, um, both classes before us because well, I was, was friends with the older kids. Of you. That was nice. Well, of they you. were, <laughs> they, I, it was nice of them to let me, I was an under, you know, I was only a junior and a sophomore you know, Hey, the seniors were letting me, you know, do something cool with them. But we, in my junior year, we rebuilt all the classrooms on the roof. Oh, Wow. Our classrooms had flat roofs. It was totally flat buildings on the top. And someone who could have been me, couldn't maybe, I don't know, um, got the keys from the administrative office. And we went in on a Saturday when no one was there. And we opened every classroom in the high school. And we rebuilt every single classroom perfectly, chair for chair. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty good everything on the roofs and honestly even even the staff was like i can't even be pissed (laughs) (laughs) they're like dude this is genius this is actually really freaking good (laughs) i would as a staff member i probably would be the same thing i would have shook i would have shook our hand if i was a staff member but our senior year my senior year the kids got it in their head that they were going to I don't know where they got the sand and the dump truck, but they turned each and every classroom into a beach. Oh my God. Now that (laughs) takes a lot of cleanup and time and money. And our senior class was punished. I did not, I was not involved in that one. When I found out what they were doing, I said, that's on you. And I was out. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. But I just, it's just sad. You know, you always get some, troublemakers in any large group and something that was just kind of a fun prank something fun to you know be a send-off for the year for all their friends turned into something that you know is going to cause them problems for the next you know short while possibly for the rest of their lives too i'm I'm curious michelle you look like a troublemaker did you did you cause any trouble your senior year come on I don't know if you guys really want to know what I was doing in my senior year. <laughs> oh, come on. There's got to be it's some juice there. really exciting. <laughs> she, she's, she's like, I put chickens out, like, in the middle of the <laughs> school. <laughs> I grew up in a really, really small town in New Mexico, like, super small. Um, so I was one of those women that got knocked up. So I was pregnant my senior year. So that was so your senior I'm prank. Gonna... That was there your senior you prank. Go. Bam. <laughs> You're like, my senior prank? I'm pregnant. Uh, what? Welcome, child. <laughs> well, I, I don't go. know. I mean, my, At my least senior. I'm not going to lie. Hey, pff, yeah, hey it happens. Absolutely. Keep it it happens. No, I mean, my senior year, I mean, we, like, I wasn't actually there for my the senior prank. I was actually, I decided to take a senior day off. And I heard about it when I came to school the next day. Apparently, somebody played the old Adam Sandler principal announcement uh, skit on the loudspeaker throughout the entire school to hear. And because we had announcements every single morning, instead of the regular announcements, somebody went in and put the tape in at the time it was a tape. And they played it. 
for the whole school to listen. I wasn't there. I'm so angry. I missed it. But I mean, we had similar to that senior prank. We actually had our rivalries. We had yeah, um, we had the fun. rivalries. I, I did do stuff for that. Yeah, I mean, homecoming for homecoming, what we would do uh, against our crosstown rival, we would go over to their school. I mean, we we uh, this the year before us, they caused a lot of vandalism. Actually, their their school came up to ours and broke windows and decided to put jello in the pool i mean they put a lot of, like blue jello in the pool because that was the school colors and so um we put red dye in their pool actually um so but we didn't cause any vandalism that's the only thing because there was a couple of people that came and spray painted the walls too and that wasn't that wasn't a part of what we we usually yeah. did our year what we did we um the seniors decided to guard our school on homecoming the day before homecoming or whatever the entire night because we knew they were coming and we were patrolling like we we're taking shifts we were patrolling the entire school and then around finally nobody came but around we we we, we were we told one another we're like all right we're gonna wake up three in the morning we're gonna go to the school all right let them be fast asleep they're not gonna be up by that time you down i'm like let's do it they came and picked me up around three in the morning we went over to the school toilet papered allegedly there <laughs> i'm not implicating possibly, myself in any of this possibly. uh this is all hypothetical uh what happened yeah. really a few years yeah. back um somebody uh toilet papered their uh their school they picked me up at 3 a.m so i could go ahead and make sure nothing was going on nothing wrong of was course. happening yeah um but as soon as i turned my head supervising supervising well, no i didn't supervise. <laughs> i turned my head for a second and when i turned back suddenly there was toilet paper all over the trees there was uh red dog bones all over their grass um it was weird it was weird i, I was like wow that was magic uh, but that's about as far as we got uh as far as they did got they got i gotta not implicate myself into that at all yeah. but that's that's pretty much those are like innocent type of pranks yeah. that we did <laughs> uh back in the day i mean i'm sure that it's gotten uh crazier also we also have a bee uh that uh, at our in in the mountains of where i live oh, and that bee yeah this that stands for the city and yeah. also uh that was the first initial of my high school and the rival high school so every year there would be turns on whether or not who would die the letter b in the school colors and we we'd always go back and forth fight back and forth the first year it was a red b then it was a blue b then it was a red b then it was a blue b as soon as you look up and you saw the color you knew we won the we won the prank war at that point <laughs> we won the rivalry that that year if we saw the other school's color we're like oh man we lost somebody got there before we did so it was always fun it was always fun to we, do so yeah. it was cool times we used to like um homecoming whatever there was another school it was aztec and we had bloomfield and Kirtland. they're like real small like within six 15 minutes of each other but we would actually not me myself but of people course. Of course. somebody would go <laughs> and they, they would on the big a mountain in north or whatever and all of a sudden they would light a fire and make a b so they would like nice. <laughs> fire so you see oh, so the wow. whole town would see the bee and so they nice. finally yeah so then they finally after a couple of years or i guess it was the next year they cemented the stupid a and i was like like well, not that I, I had anything to do with it but you could still not. do it you know mm -hmm. realistically but that's like probably the worst we did well that's not that's not that's not too bad that's not too bad. I, set guard, I set guard for tommy trojan my freshman year <laughs> oh god so they, really so that these brewing buttheads didn't come and try and paint him blue <laughs> be oh a yeah color he'd be a better color nah no nah, that, that whole that, red that, that, i don't know about all red you know he's not red he's a crimson maybe whatever it's red to me okay you're all a bunch no, of that was fun i gotta say though that's you know the traditions like that for homecoming for rivalries for all that they're so much fun when yeah. they remain innocent like that exactly you know, um, now it's like somebody's always well, now, getting hurt and it's exactly, it goes and, too far and there's videos and people are wanting to be you know, their own star so they want to post mm -hmm. it and really when there's bad. no damage done it was a good day that's yeah. the bottom line when there was no damage done it was a good prank so well i mean too bad for those seniors unfortunately they are getting caught but you know what 
do the crime, do the time. That's the bottom line. In other uh, offlandish news, we have a former Jaws actor uh, that has become sheriff of the same town where they filmed Jaws, Jeremy? Yes, actually. <laughs> so um, Jonathan Cyril, or Cyrilly, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Um, if you recall, in the original movie Jaws, there is the scene where two brothers uh, prank everyone with a cardboard shark fin. And everybody freaks out and all the shark boats go out and these kids come up from the water facing rifles, you know, right in their face. Mm -hmm. And his character looks up and just totally steals the scene, shaking, almost crying and just points to his real brother, who was the other actor, and goes, <laughs> it was his idea. He made me do it. This kid didn't want to be an actor. He was an island. He grew up on the island his whole life. Um, and he became a cop, followed in his father's footsteps, and has actually been elected sheriff. That of, is crazy. <laughs> of the town. And it's exactly where they filmed. And now this kid who played the merry prankster is is their actual police sheriff. And he's never left the town. He's been there his entire life. Was his was his slogan, you guys made me do it? Yeah, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably his slogan. You all made me do it. Okay. That's well, what I'm saying. I hope, I hope he never gets caught for doing anything wrong, but if he does, if he doesn't use that line, he's a moron. <laughs> Uh, in other news, Sheriff has been implicated <laughs> in uh, drug smuggling. They made me yes, do that was it. Cool. <laughs> it was his idea. He made me do it. He made me do it. Do it. <laughs> yes, I, have a I hope he has a cheesy look, though, or a smile when he does it. I know, right? <laughs> in his slogan. <laughs> That's but awesome, though. Jonathan was actually quoted by the local paper as saying, the irony is not lost on me. <laughs> this is pretty amazing. <laughs> That's cool. Well, congratulations that to him. Uh, in entertainment news, we go over to entertainment news, and the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial continues this time. Uh, former associates of Johnny Depp testified in court as to uh, some of the things that he's being accused of, which is... Uh, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, uh, violent behavior, things like that. Uh, his ex, well, ex friends with benefits to say, you know, that she's a, yeah. uh, they had a sexual relationship. Actress Ellen Barkin actually testified and said that uh, there were times where basically, uh, where basically uh, Johnny uh, would uh, get jealous, very jealous. Uh, there was even a time where there was a scratch on her back, on, on Ellen's back. And Johnny got really upset, uh, accusing her of sleeping with another actor that wasn't Johnny. Uh, he threw a whiskey bottle across the room. That was one accusation. Uh, and then another person that testified was his former business manager saying that a lot of his uh, alcohol abuse uh, and, and drug abuse uh, was very costly financially. He had, But that business manager also sued, uh, had, had, um, had a legal I situation with Johnny Depp. So, you know. That's kind of a, yeah, Take you know, uh, as, as they would say in that aspect right there. Uh, so uh, there was also uh, his former agents also testified saying that uh, they were trying to make Johnny's comeback. And it was very difficult because he was uh, under the influence of a lot of uh, substances at the time. He was very difficult to work with. Uh, pretty much everybody just going against this. Is, this is the defense. So everybody's going to be going against Johnny Depp in this particular case uh and uh yeah it's just um you know and of course ellen barkin uh, went ahead and said quote uh he was a jealous man uh basically claimed that he would ask her as well quote where are you going who are you going with what did you do last night giving her the third degree uh but in all of this not once did I hear anything that he put his hands on her or anything like that. I never heard anything like that. And in my opinion, that's what this case is really about. Physical abuse, domestic violence. Well, that's what it violence. should be about. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of these things where it's not one, not one single person said anything about that. Uh, from what I understand, you know, I mean, the only person that uh, I haven't heard anything, I haven't know, heard I anything haven't heard either. One of them come forward with something that damning. Only you know. one, only one of the uh, the former associates did mention. I forgot who it was. Did mention the bruise on Heard's uh, 
on her arm saying that it looked like somebody grabbed and grabbed her and bruised her. That's about it. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I have really haven't heard anything. I mean, we also heard Amber Heard's sister testify as well. But, you know, that right there, it's Amber yeah, Heard's sister. It's a little bias, a biased uh, testimony, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, what? like, really let's, let's start. Let's, let's give Michelle. Uh, Michelle looks like she's got a lot to say here. So uh, I want to give I her just... the floor on this. What do you got to say about this? I think there's a lot of jealous people because basically they were hanging out with the cool guy and the cool guy dumped them. And that's, that's all it is. And so they're wanting to get back at him. The girl wanted to be the, you know, I, one Mormon wanted to be the girlfriend and he didn't want her. And so she got hurt. <laughs> so let's see, you're always going to think about what you went. Oh, this is what he did. This is, he was just probably wasn't, you're probably just upset. I wasn't there just saying, uh, from my perspective, how women tend to be not saying she's that person, but come on, like he didn't want you and he's dated all these other people and married them. And he even said, I'm not interested in you. And she admitted that he said that. And I think for me, it was probably more of an ego thing. So let's see, how can I get back at him? Going to the business manager and all the other people who worked with him, he got rid of them. You know, yeah. he moved on to somebody bigger and better. So what are they going to do? That's their money. Their money just left him. So what are they going to do? Say something negative. They're not going to say anything positive about somebody when you got fired, right? When's the last time yeah. you heard somebody say, oh, they fired me. I miss them so much. Right. They treated me amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's them. a good point. You're right about that. Yeah. Oh, you're, what? Oh. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. You're dead on with that. I mean, that's that's how I was feeling about it as well. Um and I'm not accusing yeah, um, I'm not accusing or any, I, I, no, I know you're not, but watching this, all we can do is judge mm -hmm. our own belief in their credibility. Yes. And when you have negative things business-wise or otherwise with people that does take away from some of your credibility when you're saying mm -hmm. negative things about them mm -hmm. now on the controlling and all that kind of stuff. To me, I'm like, I mean, yes, patterns matter, but I can tell you right now, when I was that age, I was a jealous, controlling POS too. Mm -hmm. I was. It took a long time to grow up. It took a long time to have some confidence in myself and to not be like that. I was a jealous, controlling person mm -hmm. in my early relationships. Um I, I fully acknowledge I've grown and done a lot of work to get away from that. But being an immature, jealous, controlling person at 20 some odd young years old is a lot different than being a 40, you know, 40, 50 year old man who may or may not have done some growing and changing. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, I don't know how applicable or important that piece of the puzzle was to this. And if you really think about it, she's like, well, he threw, you know, the whatever across the, how many other people have gotten mad and you've thrown something? Like everybody's done that. I'm not going to say I've never done that. If I hit my foot, like stub my toe, what do you do? You have something in your hand, you stubbed your foot. What are you going to do? You're going to, oh, right. You're going to throw it down. You're like, oh, that hurt. I, me personally, I'm not going to throw it out of person, but I'm going to like drop it. You're like, oh, that hurt. You have your hands full. You stubbed your toe. You never know the situation. We're not there. There's a lot more. There's three sides to every story, his side, her side, and then the truth. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to figure out what the truth is. And realistically, we're dealing with a lot of people who have a lot of ego. And oh, yeah. um, act, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I mean, we're all in the industry, right? But there's a no, lot. No, but of it is. Ego, ego, ego drives, <laughs> drives exactly. this industry. Well, exactly. the, the one thing the one thing that's actually tragic about this is uh, in one testimony, they would actually they I believe they also addressed the fact that both were looked like they had been physical with one another, like they had been physically fighting with one another. And being that if that's the case, then this entire relationship was toxic, mm -hmm. extremely yeah. toxic and extremely physically mm -hmm. violent towards one another. If, in fact, it's actually all true, if they and actually did beat on each other. Let me say, and mm -hmm. if it is true, then that's on both of them. Okay. Correct. Yes. Both of them. You have to own your mistakes. Everybody messes up and it's not okay to lay your hands on anybody ever. That's just, there's never a reason for that, but you Correct. own it. 
Correct. And, she's and right, frightfully, she's already said like she's abused him and she acts like she didn't do anything wrong. And that's mm -hmm. not okay. No, that's been my that's point from okay. the beginning is she admits to actual abuse yes. and acts like it's no big deal. No, sorry. Any abuse, whether it's from a man or from verbal, a woman, verbal, physical, verbal mental, physical. it is all the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we got uh, real quick, we're going to backtrack here because I just saw uh, Derek is on the stream. He said, going back to the whole pranks thing, uh, he said, I, ca I can't top those stories. It wasn't a senior prank, but our basketball team broke into our school to practice over Christmas break. We got caught. Now for the others, it wasn't a big deal, but my dad was chief of police at the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek, that couldn't have been good, man. Ooh, that's a bad one. <laughs> It's a real bad one. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, yeah, I mean, going back to the the Amber Heard Johnny Depp story, I mean, th again, these this is a very difficult, very tumultuous trial. Uh, and mm -hmm. I said this before on the last episode. These are things that are coming as a light, and it's uncomfortable for everybody. At the end, no one's going to be a winner. Everybody's going to be a loser in this because this is just all bad yeah. all around for everybody. And you know, the trial continues. We'll go ahead and uh, keep everybody posted as to what new antics come up next. Actually, Amber Heard's dog also testified on the stand. You know, if you remember, Amber Heard did say, My dog stepped on a bee. He actually took the stand and said, Yes, in fact, he did step on a bee and it hurt. He did. A lot. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was very tragic. And he also very... iced his paw. I think he iced his paw because of the swelling when he stepped exactly. on the beat. Exactly. Mm -hmm. other... I wonder if they had makeup. Maybe they covered it up with makeup. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Can, can makeup cover swelling? Can makeup cover can swelling? Hmm. That's a good one. That was one of the things that was said in the in the interview. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, yeah. was trying to say that. That's why I said it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, in other in other news, uh, former uh, former uh, Power Ranger, former Red Power Ranger actor Austin St. John was arrested by the FBI. Uh, pretty much he was saying, uh, go to prison, Power Ranger. Uh, yeah. What happened here is that he was involved in a massive sting operation uh, involving COVID fraud. According to TMZ, it says, quote, turns out there was a massive federal indictment involving 18 people who now have been charged with fraud. The indictment uh, alleges St. John was part of a scheme to defraud the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program. That's a mouthful. Uh, that's that's the program basically that's de uh, designed to help small business affected by COVID. Uh, it goes on to say, St. John allegedly got 16 loans totaling $3.5 million, which he used for personal purchases and not for uh, the intended purpose. Even if it was used for the intended purpose, the feds claim it was obtained fraudulently. Mm -hmm. uh, very tragic what happened. And uh, uh, there was an, actually an update uh, on this story that on, on his, uh, on social media's, on, I'm sorry, on St. John's Instagram saying, quote, father, husband, role model, and friend to many, the indictment details detailed today is populated by a multitude of individuals, the majority of which Austin has no knowledge of and has never met or interacted with. Uh, it is our understanding that Austin put his faith, reputation, and finances in the hands of third parties whose goals were self-centered and ultimately manipulated and betrayed his trust. Mm -hmm. We expect Austin's legal team to successfully defend against these charges and lead to his ultimate exoneration. We ask that you respect the privacy of Austin's family in light of this serious situation, and thank you for your support. Uh, the other thing that that story also said is that there was at least, uh, according to neighbors, 15 FBI agents armed with AR-15s going straight into Austin's home uh, that uh, is located in Texas, in Tahoe, Texas. So this is a big, big problem. Huge, huge disappointment, especially for a lot of nice kids that watched uh, Power Rangers. Jeremy, you're shaking your head. Uh, you seem to be a little upset at this mm -hmm. situation. Oh, I'm trying to keep it under control here. Um, first of all, maybe that post is somewhat accurate. We don't know. 
But what else are they going to say? What else is his PR and legal team going to say? Oh, yeah, he did it. He know he knowingly. I mean, of course, they're going to defend him, say it was other people and say he didn't know what was going on. That is what every person who's involved with fraud cases says. I, I didn't know. I was doing the honest thing. It was the all the other people who were doing something so wrong. So first of all, I don't know how much I believe that. We don't know. Maybe it's true. But this pisses me off to no end. Okay. These people, and I swear, I'm not talking about just this case. Every single person that they have arrested or that they are currently still tracking down for committing fraud during the pandemic and taking money from small businesses, in particular restaurants that were dying mm -hmm. to survive. Yeah. And I mean, these are people's livelihoods, Family, people's families, yes. people's businesses, and mm -hmm. they are screwing with that for their own greed. At, mm -hmm. I hope they throw the book at them. I hope they never see the light of day again. It is as despicable as anything. They are lower mm -hmm. than a flea on a dog's ass. And this is Jeremy holding back. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, Michelle, you, looked a you, you look a little it's, frazzled it's there. Sad. <laughs> what are you it's, doing? It's, it's, it's really, it's frustrating. Like you said, there's yeah. so many people that are really struggling. Um, I, I'm also, I work in the medical world as well. And I actually see every mm -hmm. day the people struggling and can't pay their bills or afraid to go to the doctor. There, there's so much that happens and that people who are so selfish they just they don't care and a lot of these people they don't care they have no yep. empathy no compassion and that's yep. what's wrong with this world people are like that's not a big deal it's not affecting me so i'm They're gonna heartless. take it absolutely they don't heartless. care and that's that's what's wrong with the world isn't it? there's not enough people who actually care people yeah. aren't um amen to that they don't have the the compassion the empathy to just to care like just be kind to people it's it's not hard like not everybody's out to get you. Everybody feels like, oh, that person's coming to talk to me. Oh, put my guard up. No, they're not out to get you. But you know what? You have no problem stealing his money when, you know, that guy just lost his job that you just stole all this money. I mean, it makes me sad. I'm like Jeez. you. I get really and you, passionate. And you guys and you guys aren't the only one on the stream. We have uh, Cecilia that's saying, uh, saying people like that just piss me off, snaking and stealing all while honest, mm -hmm. real small business owners had hard times even trying to get help, including my yeah. husband's business. We couldn't get mm -hmm. any help and almost lost mm -hmm. everything business and personal. So there yeah. you have it right there. Somebody that actually went through this, somebody that actually needs this help, legitimately needs <laughs> this help. And Kids. yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's the livelihood. It's people's livelihoods that these, that these, you know, con artists, these fraud fraudsters are messing with right now. I mean, it's just, it's not right. I agree with both of you. And quite frankly, whether or not he knew about it, which I mean, it's it's pretty hard not to know when there's like 18 people involved in this whole thing i mean there's so much that's beyond wrong about that though i mean he's supposed to be a role model you know these are kids seeing a man steal from their family that they looked up to does that make sense? i mean it's like beyond despicable like he's stealing from people who put money in his pocket <laughs> like we, we were fans of his does that make sense and <laughs> you just stole from them and now they they have nothing it it's really sad it's despicable i completely agree uh and you know to go ahead and cool jeremy off here for a little bit because i know that he's like about ready like you know i'm uh, fuming go, man no worries <laughs> well, Sorry, jeremy, my lighting no worries. got really bad what more is Jeremy? I got a little treat for all of you. Uh, as uh, we, we always have it uh, sometime in the middle of the show, I go ahead and play uh, TikTok videos. Uh, we could have Jeremy blind react to some of these videos. Uh, the first one has to do with mental health. Um, and what happens when you go ahead and call a mental health facility? Well, this uh, young lady actually went ahead and saw it firsthand. So, uh, huh, that's strange. Play. Okay, for some reason this thing's not playing right now. I don't know why. <laughs> Come on, play with it. I'm gonna pout. It's not I wanted, right. It's not I wanted my comedy. Reason. I have no idea. It's not. It's not playing. I'm pushing it. Where are my laughs? Dang it! Give me a minute, okay? This is uh, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, uh, you know, this thing decided to say, yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna play for you. How about that? We're just not gonna do it. So. <laughs> 
uh, another just, technical issue folks sorry about that uh, it's just the so ang- it angers me podcast. to no end i don't understand why this thing's yeah, not I'm, playing i'm really upset right now i'm, I'm here and none I'm of them are playing this, they're all like moment seriously like none of them are <laughs> playing it's just so dumb oh my god i can't believe this is going to happen today today's not the day for this it's just it's just saying and it's not even popping up sorry folks no TikTok videos today yeah i'm sorry it's i don't have no idea why uh for some reason this is just not um actually i can try doing something else here hold on let me see if i can get it to do it this way because unfortunately like sometimes this happens i don't know why uh it's just a sudden sudden thing that uh just uh for some reason, I have no idea why it just decides to say, you know what? No, I'm not going to go ahead and play today. I'm going to do what I want to do, and you're just not going to stop me. So it's that simple. But uh, a little see glimpse it... behind the scenes here, folks. Yeah, seriously. Here we go. We go. We could go ahead and do it this way. I went ahead and did it this way. So here you go. Hey. Oh wait, no, that's not even it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! I almost had it. I almost had it. <laughs> Nobody speak to me right now. I'm trying to like fix this <laughs> as fast as I can. So Michelle, uh, <laughs> know, my lighting's right? like going. To, I was like, why is it so dark all of a sudden? I know it's. Oh my god, it's just so bad. I'm just trying to like. I'm trying to fix things as fast as I can. Talk amongst yourselves. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I swear. Some of these things is just so. It's just so random. There we go. That's the one. That's the one. Can you guys see it? Yep. Yeah. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Hotline. If you are obsessive compulsive, press 1 repeatedly. If you are codependent, ask someone to press 2 for you. If you have multiple personalities, press 3, 4, 5, and 6. If you are paranoid, we know what you are and what you want. Stay on the line and we'll trace your call. If you're delusional, press 7 and your call will be transferred to the mothership. If you are schizophrenic, listen carefully and a small voice will tell you which number to press. If you are depressive, it doesn't matter which number you press, no one will answer you. If you are dyslexic, press 69696969. If you have a nervous disorder, please fidget with the hash key until the beep. After the beep, please wait for the beep. If you have a short-term memory loss, please try your call again later. And if you have low self-esteem, hang up. All our operators are too busy to talk. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. (laughs) that was great that one is brilliant oh my goodness it just speaks to exactly what what uh you know most of us are always like really if you're schizophrenic (laughs) we know what you did and we're coming after you (laughs) i love that if you're paranoid uh we know what you are we know who you are and we'll trace your call (laughs) yeah we got that that one going on we That's got that awesome. one going on. And this next one actually is uh, pretty much what you should not say in church. But at the same time, you know, when when you feel it, you feel it and you want to say it. Right. Well, this guy, unfortunately, that's not the case. Check it out. I just got kicked out of church for saying, fuck the devil. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought we hated that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You can't win. You just can't win. <laughs> I mean, come on. We do hate him, don't we? I mean, you know, it's not it's not so bad to say that. That's something right? my brother would have done. <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather stole, stood up one time in church and told the priest, he was like, dude, get to the point. We all know. Get to the point. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I don't remember which comedian. <laughs> I don't remember which comedian said it, but he was talking about um, the Bible. And he said, look, I've read it many times. I have. And I don't want to ruin it for you, but I peeked at the end. The devil did it. (laughs) Right? No kidding. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) We know the end. Spoiler alert. It was a fallen angel. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, This last one, actually. Oh, this last one has. uh, This last one actually had a very interesting. um, very hold on I'm, I'm wondering if this is the one that i that i downloaded because the thing is like i'm looking at all the emails that i send myself this is how i i'm able to download all this stuff so <laughs> bear with me here for just a second um that's no, not that one god i, I this, this is what i hate about technical difficulties they screw with me i'm the one that's trying to make this stuff happen and it's just not it's, it's the relationship you have with your computer they really it really doesn't like me i mean sometimes you know now i know how jeremy feels I tell people all the time sometimes like 
It loves me. And sometimes it hates me. It's like, mm-hmm. it's rough. It's rough. You know, I don't know what I'm coming into the next day. I'm like, okay, you're very pretty. I give it affirmation. Okay. You're I'm going to get into something here real quick while you're doing this, because yeah. I just saw this. It wasn't a news story. It was an actual ad. But ladies and gentlemen, we are about two steps away from Terminator. Okay. I know. Our AI is about to take. We are done. Okay. Why do you think I, I just saw- confirmation? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I just saw an ad. I'm not kidding you. For the first computerized automated security force. Now, given they have no ability to stop you, they have no offensive capabilities. At the moment, it's just an AI that follows around. You can set it for perimeter guard or other things like that. It has wheels. It's completely mobile. And it is a robot security guard, basically. Okay? As soon as they start arming these things, we're screwed. It's it's AI intelligence. Yeah. Rob, what was it? Robin Williams was in that robot movie, remember? A long time Mm -hmm. ago? That always, that's why I always give my computers affirmation and say, I like you. I appreciate you. <laughs> don't, 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 don't go ahead and enslave me. I appreciate that too. It'd be great if you don't enslave me or try to don't kill me, you know, me. or anything like don't, that. Don't kill me. You're, we're friends. <laughs> God, it's just so, yeah. it's just, it's, it's scary. Just so, you just so don't bad. know this. I remember when the Jetsons were like, oh, I'll never be FaceTiming on the phone. Now look at mm-hmm. us. All of this is done. It's well, and I, well, I'll go ahead. I got. I still have that third, that last, uh, that last one for you right here. And uh, this one actually has to do. Well, this one had a very, <laughs> very interesting twist to it. Check it out. Welcome to Simple Samples by Pescorp. Please help yourself. Please help yourself to our delicious new range. You tell us. Please help yourself. Little Squirt's laxatives are the quickest oh. way to relieve your little one from constipation. The super fast acting laxative. Oh, wow. <laughs> Within two minutes of touching the tongue, the formula gets to work to loosen the bowels and open the rectum. The fastest oh my acting God. laxative on the market. <laughs> little Squirt's from yummy to bummy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> From that yummy guy's, to bummy. That guy's looking amazing. for the nearest bathroom. He's like, where's the nearest bathroom at right now? <laughs> the fact that they bought it. That's on his hysterical. Face. <laughs> I, I, my, I told my friend I told my friend uh because she's the one who actually sent this to me and i was cracking up and i was like the mom immediately snatches grabbing it out away of the, from the baby. He's like, not today satan not today you ain't getting me today with that no way whoever came up with that prank and put that machine there is a god that is brilliant now that's a funny prank though you see what i'm saying that's a good one that is a brilliant that's, one that's a funny positive that is oh my god seriously like everybody was just like oh a free sample oh yay free sample oh <laughs> crap no really oh crap that's the gullibility <laughs> of people <laughs> yep. oh my god uh, so everything was, is good <laughs> we finally we finally were able to fix it we were finally able to get jeremy to laugh after that last story so <laughs> <laughs> had to go uh, ahead and do that one there real quick. Uh, in other entertainment news, SNL castmates or cast members are actually saying goodbye to Saturday Night Live after this Saturday's uh, final uh, season finale. Uh, and what irritates me the most is the TMZ bought for and paid for by the Kardashians, apparently, because all their news stories about the Kar- are, Karda- are about the Kardashians and anybody they're dating. Top story, Pete Davidson is leaving SNL. Um, he's not the only one that's leaving SNL. And then they went ahead and put in their story, but uh, Pete Davidson's not the only person that's leaving, so is blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, seriously? Come on, because he's dating Kim Kardashian. Now he's getting huge publicity on TMZ. Annoying. Anyways, that's my little rant for right now. It just really, really irritated me. Uh, but the other cast members that are also leaving SNL are uh, Kate McKinnon, Long time right there. Amazing actress. I mean, she's just comedian, 
amazing. Absolutely. She's going to be missed on SNL. A.D. Bryant, Kyle uh, Mooney, uh, all of them, along with Pete Davidson, are also expected to leave after uh, this uh, this uh, season finale. Uh, it ends, uh, it's going to end, 47th season is going to be tomorrow evening, so make sure everybody tunes into that. Uh, definitely you know, major, major uh, comedians are going to be leaving there. I'm not saying Pete Davidson is not a major comedian, but compared to Kate McKinnon, <laughs> I'd have to say that uh, she's, I think she would be missed mostly in my opinion. What do you think, Michelle? I agree completely. I think it's going to be sad. It's not good. See, I, I look at it the other way. You know, it's, it's SNL always has turnover. I mean, you every five, really you know, to 10 years, you're going to lose a big part of the cast. And I look at it as an exciting thing because I want to see who they're going to replace them with. I want to see who's the next generation. I want to see that next generation coming up and, you know, their new take on the skits and the parodies. And I've always looked at SNL turnover differently. Um, I'm always excited by it. That's true. That's a great way to look at it. I like that. No, I completely, I completely agree, and uh, we'll just have to see what the future holds. Many like SNL has always shelled out amazing talent, absolutely amazing talent. Uh, so we'll see what the next generation holds. I mean, there's still some uh, long timers there uh, that are still remaining, uh, and uh, they're just, I guess, they're going to go ahead and coach the newcomers coming through. So we'll just have to wait yeah. and see what happens next season after this season finale of Saturday Night Live. In other, in- go ahead. So regardless, it's sad to see him go, but oh, of course. they're going to be doing great things. So either of way, course. we'll see. Like- exactly. Absolutely. In other entertainment news, this is a documentary that I'm definitely going to watch right here. Mm-hmm. Carlos Santana uh, has a documentary coming out, and it's going to be directed by Rudy Valdez. Uh, this, according to Variety, uh, quote, uh, uh, quote, Latin American jazz fusion icon Carlos Santana will be the subject of an expensive documentary directed by Emmy winner Rudy Valdez. Imagine Documentaries is collaborating on the project with Sony Music Entertainment, which is co-financing and handling distribution. It will follow Santana's journey from a 14-year-old street musician to a 10-time Grammy-winning global sensation and feature unseen archival footage and tracks. So they're going to be showing stuff that many people haven't even seen yet. I'm excited about this. Uh, Jeremy, you got got a major, like, major... Crazy I'm, look I'm, on fan, your face. I'm fanboying here. I love <laughs> Carlos Santana. I mean, he is one of my favorite guitarists of all time. Um, him, Stevie Ray are two just that's the gods of guitar for me and who I can always put on and just raise my spirits. Um, Santana is one of the most soulful guitarists that I have ever heard and to hear more of his story because it hasn't been put out there. He's always been kind of a private guy. Um, You know, he hasn't written biographies and all this different stuff. So not only getting to hear all that backstory and getting to learn more, but like you said, getting to see some rare tracks and footage we've never seen, maybe hear some songs we've never, you know, heard. I'm excited, man. You can bet I'm going to be tuning in like immediately. Black Magic Woman, man. Rudy Valdez is a great director. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you know, he's an Emmy Award winner for, or he's a, he's not an Emmy Award winner. He's a, he's he's um, uh, he's actually yeah, he is an Emmy Award winner. Actually, Rudy <laughs> Valdez, uh, he has actually won a few. So I mean, him directing it would actually fit. It actually fits. It actually fits perfectly with the documentary. Uh, Michelle, you're a singer songwriter. How how psyched are you about no. this? I'm so excited. He's so humble, but he's like one of those mysterious, like you want to know more about him, mm-hmm. but he keeps it so hidden and secret, which draws you in even more. So you're like, oh, so you like, you know, everybody want, is going to be watching it over and over and wanting to know every little detail on how he became who he was and how he keeps himself humble and kind. Like he's the kind of guy you can just like go up to and like hang out and have a drink with and just chill. And you're not worried. He's not. You're not worried about him having an ego. He doesn't have that ego. It's so cool. He seems very humble. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, he seems very humble. I mean, I love his music. Uh, He's like you said. He's the type of guy that you probably, if you sit down or whatever, he'll probably bring out, pull, pull out the guitar and start just like playing and just you know, having a good old time. So yeah. definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to that documentary. In other entertainment news, Jeremy, this is a story you found right here. Dr. Oz goes old school on weed. 
Yeah, and don't worry, folks. We stay away from the politics as much as we can. I'm not going to get into that side of it at the moment. It's just a comment that um, Dr. Oz made that I wanted to address. And it was a comment stating that he's against the legalization and normalization of marijuana because it will make people lazy and not want to work. Mm, I've heard that before. Well, yeah, it's one of the <laughs> oldest tropes that the anti-pot people have been using for, you know, 60, 70 years at this point. And it's a joke, okay? First of all, in today's day and age, maybe there was a time when that was true because, you know, most of the way you didn't know what you were getting. You had no idea if it would get you up, get you down. There are so many different strains. We've learned so much more. You know, I'm a huge medical marijuana advocate. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it helped my grandmother. It helped one of my oldest friends through her tumors that she has had to live with her entire life. Um, it's now that we've been allowed to start doing research, we understand so much more about it. We understand about the different compounds and why this type might do this for you and this type might do that for you. Okay. Half the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies in the world admit to smoking weed. Okay. These are, you're telling me that they're not functional. The these are, these are lazy people. These are, you know, people who are working their butts off every day. Athletes entertainers, people who are literally working on their craft every single day, football players, basketball players who are in the gym every single day, who are on the court every single day, on the field every single day. Excuse me, but they all smoke weed. What how you want to you're calling them lazy? It's just a very old trope that anti-pot people try and use to discredit it. And it's it's ridiculous. It really is. Um, with the amount of strains they have now, there are actually strains that are used to combat anxiety, even though everybody who is on that side will tell you Potter just make you paranoid. No, there's types that you can use to combat yeah. anxiety. There are types that are um, energetic that actually help you get up and function and help combat depression. There's, you know, so to yeah, make sativa, it generalize. Well, and even then it's broken into so many different categories and so many, there's so much more we know about it now. And to make kind of a blanket statement like that and generalize that it's, oh, it's just evil because it's going to make you lazy. It's just an old, tired talking point and it needs to go. It really does. Well, you know. Uh Michelle, Michelle's actually, I know that you're in the medical field and you're a respiratory therapist. I am a respiratory so therapist. So, I mean, what are your thoughts as far as uh, looking at it from a medical standpoint, from a respiratory standpoint, maybe? I mean, I, I think we have now we have more. Um, we had to educate ourselves and we had to have to do research on anything, any type of drug. You have to have that research and you have to understand it. Like you said, there's so many different variations of it that are helpful. Um, people assume because I'm a respiratory therapist that, oh, OK, she hates this, she hates that. I have no issue. Everybody teach their own. I don't judge anybody. Um, for me personally, I would rather people use edibles <laughs> rather than smoke it. Okay. So for me, I'm like, if you're going to do it, use an edible. You only get one set of lungs. Once your lungs are gone, you're, they're gone. You only get, you know, and if your lungs aren't working, none of your other organs are working. I'm just saying from the medical world. <laughs> so for me, mm -hmm. I don't have an issue with it. It's all about how you use it. Again, Job security. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. So but, either way, I I'm mean, winning. You, <laughs> you might find this interesting, Michelle. Um, my very, very dear, one of my dearest and oldest friends, his mom, unfortunately, was diagnosed with uh, skin cancer on her leg and ankles. Mm -hmm. And she developed multiple tumors and was lucky enough to get into a study down at, I believe it was John Wayne Cancer Center. Mm -hmm. And they used direct injection therapy with a new cocktail that is injected directly into the tumors. It not only worked, but it is now out of the trial phase. And one of its most important ingredients was pure cannabis oil. Honestly, goose pimples, because I'm all about that kind of stuff. Like there's so much people don't realize that it can actually help. But people mm -hmm. are afraid to expand their mind. People are so close-minded. You have mm -hmm. to, and that's what I love about the music world and the medical world. Like I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. 
because if you actually do the research, there's so much you can actually do to help. If you actually do the research to find it, it's just like when cancer first came out, they're like, oh, we can never cure this. You know what I mean? Look how many people are getting better with cancer right here. There's another prime example. You just have to have the research and you have to let people do the studies and people are afraid of different. Everybody's afraid of different. Nobody wants True. change. And if it's uncomfortable, they're, they don't want to do it. They want to just be, okay, this is uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. No, if it's uncomfortable, go do it. You probably mm -hmm. need to do it. You need to try it. Why not? Anything. If you're, if it's uncomfortable, that's you push you even more to be more confident. Go trying it. You can, let's do this. So no, for me, I think it's great. I think people should um, do more research on it. Again, preferably edibles. But mm -hmm. again, there's so much, um, there's so many other cures and things coming from it. You just have to be open-minded. I have friends that um, have so many friends and family that are involved in it. Again, I personally have never done, used marijuana. Just my personal choice, teach their mm -hmm. own, right? Um, I'm not against it for other people. Uh, it's just teach their own. This is my personal preference. Um, but I think people should make their own choices and some people don't like taking antibiotics. I do like taking antibiotics when I'm sick. <laughs> Personal preference. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you on that. <laughs> I'm just saying there's some people like, oh, antibiotics. I'm like, oh, they helped me out. I'm feeling good now. I wasn't feeling good 10 days ago. And look at me now. So, no. no, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where education, knowledge, mm -hmm. that's what yes. it's all about at the end of the day. So hopefully... Exactly. Knowledge is power. Knowledge really is power. As we said earlier, people will go ahead and grab a nugget when they can to go ahead and grasp onto a story and make it juicy. But if you don't do your research and you don't actually like watch what exactly. you're what you're talking about, then you might end up looking like a fool amongst a lot of other people. So that's yeah, you would know. That's the news. <laughs> That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for uh, being here on the Navarro Miller Report. Thank you, Michelle, so much for Thank being our special so guest co-host. having me. I appreciate it. We love we loved having you here for sure. And uh, just out of curiosity, where can people stalk you on social media? Um, I have, okay, right now we have my Instagram page, which is Michelle um, Music. Um, it's just Michelle Music Official. You can find me there. You can also find me on um, Facebook, Michelle Official, actually reopening that. Had it closed down for a little bit. Um, uh, and also my TikTok. I do have a TikTok. We just opened up Michelle Official. I figure keep it just the same. Michelle Official. That's can't forget it, right? There you go. And it's Michelle with one L. M-I-C-H-E-L-E. -E. Do you have more. any tours coming up soon? Um, actually, we just started. Um, there's a lot more coming up. We are just released our first single so i'm letting my management team get take care of all of that i don't have any tour information right now but when we do we will update it on our accounts and awesome. keep everybody posted i hope you guys love the music there's so much more coming i've been working with ronnie king he's amazing the best producer yes he is um phenomenal like when we when we met right away we just like the music just started flowing, the writing, and it's just it's so fun. It's so cool. I love it. Now, Ronnie I King's amazing. We, we love having him on the show. Uh, Ronnie King's a good a good friend, and uh, you know we love having him on the show. And again, we loved having you on the show as well, Thank Michelle. You. you know, hopefully Thanks. you'll be able to come back again very soon. Ooh, I hope you, know. you have me back. Love it. Well, we'd love to have you back. For right now, I'm Dave Navarro. I'm Jeremy Miller. And uh, we leave you now with uh, Michelle's uh, newest single, Goodbye, <laughs> appropriately <Bye>. named. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> we'll see you here again next week on the Navarro Mail Report again, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm always here with this guy, which is always a pain, but, you know, what are you going to do? Just kind of go a growing on. pain. Oh, <laughs> growing pain. Bum -bum. Named. Thank, you so, thank <laughs> you so much for that. We appreciate everybody. Uh, we Thanks leave for you having now. me, guys. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. We leave you now with Chris uh, with Michelle Christensen's uh, newest single, "Goodbye," featuring Ronnie King on keyboards. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>